That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Guys, we are back from our tiny little sabbatical, teeny tiny little (laughs) summer break. Yeah, just a couple weeks off. The first, it's been, you know, almost three years that we've been doing this podcast. It's nice to take just a couple a couple reruns, you know, if you will. We Nothing that we get any extra pennies for, like uh, the Friends cast or anything like that. But <laughs> Yeah, no residuals. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are no residuals when you don't make money doing this in the first place. <laughs> yes, but there's it's very rewarding work, Brooke. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have some time off and to be able to do things for the first time, like go see a concert and a movie. I did both those things in the same week. I did too. There's, you know, you guys, we took some time down to enrich our lives and to come back (laughs) and actually have some normal shit to talk about instead of Mm -hmm. like, so what's the inside of your apartment look like today? (laughs) Um, don't you feel, I, I truly feel a little, this week specifically, but that end of the summer season, sort of like time to get back in a routine. I, the energy is in the it's air those, big it's, time. It's, it's those Virgo feels, baby. That's what Virgo does. I mean, Virgo this isn't a horoscope feels. podcast, but hor- the hor- Virgos like get shit done. So it's like... The back to school, when you like look at like the lineup of the Zodiac and where people like get back to work, the summer's over. That's mm-hmm. that's all Virgo right there being like, all right, the weather's cooling down. Honestly, I was for a walk this morning and the cool breeze. I was like, I'm motivated with all this. And now, of course, there's rolling. Here we are. End of, you know, late afternoon, like rolling blackouts, like make sure you don't use your washer and dryer and like turn your AC low. So it's taken a little toll in the day. But um, yeah. But hopefully we'll we'll be out of this uh, hot, hot, it's good, hot spell soon. It's good. I know. I'm I'm hoping we squeak out of it. Sorry that like Portland and Washington have been taking the weird hit instead of us. Uh, Sorry, guys. I mean, Uh, Oregon's on fire with COVID and it's hot as hell. So I know we're sending you all our love, Oregon. Stay strong. God, I think we're just so excited to be talking and seeing one another that we often forget to say hello and welcome to Sidework <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi, I am your other host, Andrea Wallace. And you just made here we are. You just made a big girl purchase. Oh. 
Yeah, I bought a I bought a Peloton today. We Brian and I are now the proud owners of a Peloton, not the swivel screen version. Because what am I made of money? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to clip my feet into the the machine and get going. I'm gonna tell you right now, Brooke. They have a Rocky Horror Picture Show ride. Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty motivating. I will say right there. <laughs> Right there. Except I would be so tempted to like drink champagne the whole time, you know, while I was singing along and doing a Rocky Horror. Also, are you going to ride the bike in a tiny like little skimpy corset and underwear? I mean, I'm not not going to do that. If you if you know what, Brooke, I will say, you know what, Brooke, be it. Don't dream it. It's what I'm going to say to you right now. Sure. (laughs) Great. You know, and for anyone else out there who's like, wow, Peloton, you know, we don't even have a sponsorship or run ads for them. (laughs) Andrea just bought that with hard earned money. But for those of you who say that's a big investment, which I totally get, but definitely worth it if you do the math. Uh, I have the Walmart version of the Peloton called Mm -hmm. the Echelon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. It's about 500 bones and it got me through quarantine and, you know, feeling like I can safely work out and do all this stuff. But right now it's acting as sort of an additional closet because it's just covered in clothing that I refuse to put away. I see. Well, you know, you can you can hack it and get the Peloton app, I believe, for twelve ninety nine a month. And then you, too, can enjoy the Rocky Horror Picture Show ride from what I understand. Well, don't don't forget that Walmart has its own uh, group of fitness instructors, like like some chain smoker named Sandy, you know, who's like showing me how to ride (laughs) my echelon. It's all like the the one off Rocky Horror songs that nobody wants. Like they don't want to pay rights to. Oh no! It's all like B sides of B sides. It's C of D sides. You're like, is that Jay Z? Is this a Jay Z song? I'm very confused. Like, ah. I've actually been in classes where they're only allowed to learn, like use certain like music that they're allowed to use, and they've been some of the worst exercise classes of my life. But never mind, those days are over and we're back. So we hope you guys are doing well. Um, yeah, we there, missed you all. Have a nice, a nice, a nice, not too busy, not too in the weeds Labor Day, if you will. Um, and uh, yeah, we hope everybody's well, doing, doing, doing just fine. We do. We, 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 you know, like you've got some travel coming up, right? Uh, yeah. In like a month, I'm out of, I'm going to Utah. So that'll be nice. Very excited. Very excited. I got to go back yeah. to New York City um, for a few days. And that was wild to see you with my own eyes there, New York and Brooklyn. I, I got <laughs> to see the dinner sheds, you know, the dinner and lunch sheds that have been built and live in the streets all over the avenues. And uh, I was just really impressed to see with my own eyes the ingenuity and the workarounds for COVID and New York City, you know, my hat goes off to you. You are a city that has a sense of sameness, unity. You're like, we've been through so much together. We're not going to let a stupid virus totally kick us in the ass. I just felt like there was just so much no big deal comply uh, with anything that's being asked. And and it was just awesome because everyone goes, oh God, like a huge hustling, bustling city that must be really spooky in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm sure it was a year and a half ago, but going to visit, I was like, fuck yeah, 
Way to yeah, go. Everybody does what they're supposed to do. Man, I'm just realizing you must you missed that Ida dump by like days. Like by, you guys- by hours, we got in basically the day before the rain started. And wow. my God, I would not be singing romantic, you know, little praises of Brooklyn had I been at the bottom yeah. of the 7th Avenue and 28th Street subway station when a fucking tsunami came down the stairs and disabled the train. I would have been like, that's it. Never going back. Can't do it. Yeah. I and again, <laughs> we love everybody in New York and hopefully everybody who everybody, you know, listeners like restaurants are OK. Same with New Orleans, anywhere I to hit. We certainly hope everybody is OK. We know that, you know, our world central kitchen is, of course, down there kicking ass and feeding people who need to be fed. Uh, as far as I know, there's still a lot of people without power, but, you know, like a lot of curfews have lifted. So restaurants and mm-hmm. bars are slowly starting to open back up. But what a scary fucking time. So what our, a scary our hearts fucking are time. Out there. Yeah. I know it's like it's like it's it stinks to have to talk about current events and that it's always some sort of crazy shit show. But we talk about it because we know it affects you, our service industry people, and we love you. And you're you're all over this beautiful country of ours. And we're just always thinking of you. Our heart goes out and we're always hoping for a quick recovery. Absolutely. But let's 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 jump into some weird headlines. You know, let's 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 open up the headlines if, if we must. Uh, I'm here, I'm I'm here for it. One. We have a theme oh, this week. We have a, a, a theme in, in, head, in, head, in headlines. I can speak. I'm speaking. Uh, first headline. Grimace, the fuzzy purple McDonald's mascot who loves mil- milkshakes. Have we ever thought in our life, Brooke, what's Grimace? Who's Grimace? Um, yeah, I just, you know, I was just like, he's just like that dude that hangs out yeah, with he's Ronnie. Just like Ronnie the and purple the gang. guy. No, he doesn't need a definition. He's Grimace just is who he is. I'm and like wrong, he's, he's guess. right. He's quiet and he just looks like uh, he he's enjoys. just like oh, he does like oh, that. Oh, I think, oh, I think he, oh. oh, okay, Ronald. I feel like that's his voice. He's a we we have just found out that he's actually a taste bud. Yeah, would not have guessed that Grimace is a giant fuzzy interpretation of a taste bud. Yeah, so according to Brian Bates, the manager of McDonald's franchise in Windsor, Canada, I've been there, and so have you, because you used to live across the goddamn lake, river? What is that? Across from Detroit, Windsor is over there right. in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, So he, he was recently named Outstanding Manager of the Year for his leadership during the pandemic. Great. Amazing. He cleared up the confusion for everybody because, you know, I'm sure that's what everybody was asking, or at least in Windsor, Canada. Maybe it's been an ongoing saga for years. What is Grimace? I right, right. And it's funny that they're like, we cleared up the confusion. And I think what's happening is actually quite the opposite. I'm more confused than ever. Yeah, I know. I know. I was like, I know. Me too. So Bates says, oh, he's an enormous taste buddy. (laughs) Is basically (laughs) what he said. Uh, Yeah. Bates' revelation is frankly shocking to a lot of people. And it's even more confusing when you consider what McDonald's itself has said about Grimace in the past. The company's corporate Twitter account discussed Grimace's identity in a tweet in 2012, implying that Grimace is both the embodiment of a milkshake, but also maybe a taste bud. What? (laughs) 
I think I think I I think my mind's more blown that was like a tweet from 2012. How old am I now? <laughs> I know. I know we've gone all of our lives just kind of being like he's the fuzzy purple stoned guy who just, you know, he hangs out for free food. Let's be real. You know, uh-huh. he come he comes off as a little bit of a bum like the Hamburglar steals. I think Grimace uh-huh. uses his charm and friendliness to get leftovers. Well, apparently the original iteration of Grimace, all right, yes. this might make it more, more sense might come of this. The mascot was originally dreamed up not as a harmless purple blob, which is, was my nickname in high school, um, but as a scaly, <laughs> many-armed milkshake fiend named Evil Grimace who resided in McDonald land with Ronald McDonald, Hamburger, and Fry Kids. So, right. 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 And uh, apparently the original iteration, which was so fun to look up and click on, uh, was terrifying to children and had to be changed in the early 1970s. I don't mind him. I think he's got a little more of like he's more branded and has a backstory. And, you know, that seems like that. Like how like it's so funny that we've come to love like Barney and Grape Ape and all of these giant, frightening (laughs) purple creatures that are part of you know, part of the fabric of entertainment and yet many armed grimace, four arms to be precise, who could steal that many more milkshakes was real scary to kids. Apparently in, in March, he was always, always visited by Uncle O Grimacy, who, f- who steals, guess what? Guess what he steals? Shamrock shakes. Ding, ding, ding. That's not good. <laughs> so also- let's, let's, Let's stop for this a minute is- to say to say that okay, so we never knew what Grimace was, but Grimace mm-hmm. has an uncle who is described as Irish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says in the mm-hmm. description, Grimace's mm-hmm. Irish uncle, Uncle O'Grimacy. So it was basically like this. He, so when they say he's scaly and purple, so he's essentially a forearm scab coming for your milkshakes is what and so wow you know so of course they were like maybe we should change this as not to scare the shit out of probably their you know a lot of their income is that the fact that kids want to eat there so anyways anywho you know i think i think i got thrown for a bit for like even knowing or thinking hard about what Grimace was. Cause you remember when the little box of cookies would come with the happy meal treat mm-hmm. and you got like, it depended who you got, but the box of cookies usually had the characters on them. And so I remember mm-hmm. Grimace being on one side. And so you'd be like, I'm affiliating happy things with this, you know, and I'm going yeah. like, cookie, and then there was monster, like, like the, the little girl aviator, one I don't know her she's yeah. had the aviator glass I don't know anyway we don't need to get into all that but yeah we don't Grimace need to. Is, was always been like a, a, a lovely that's mm-hmm. a great you know and and just to piggyback on that this is so weird this is another McDonald's headline uh the feds and even President Joe Biden are reportedly looking into why the McDonald's ice cream machines <laughs> are fucking broken all the time okay so listen it's it's been a minute when I do think of a McDonald's hot Sunday, like hot fudge Sunday. Those are so delicious. Holy moly. Those are so yummy and evoke a specific 
feeling, but people, okay, so I haven't done that in a bit, right? Because I think I've also been on the kick that I found out you can order a birthday cake. Remember that callback? Right, I do, I do. <laughs> and I, I, it's been a minute since I've gone to get a dessert there and I've sort of been like, I'm still waiting and holding out to buy a frozen birthday cake just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So for those of you who are diehards and love their shakes, McFlurries, and or just like a nice soft serve cone, apparently these fucking machines are broken so often that there's an app and an online tool in general that lets you track all of the malfunctioning ice cream machines across the United <laughs> States. Good Lord. But the people have wasted much time he, on their hands, first of all. Swear to God, right? Right? <laughs> but um, th- they're so regularly griped about and like you know think about it if you're a franchise owner and this is like a huge thing kids you know kids really come through for the ice cream that's always a like a high value treat you know you kids behave we're gonna get you some mcdonald's ice cream etc cetera, etc cetera. and then people love their grown-up iterations of the mcflurry and all that shit so people uh, are i ma- love a dollar soft serve cone thank you very oh, much and, yeah. and it's ice milk it's like so low points on weight watchers if that's where Ooh. you're leaning in your life you know uh um, um, hello, yeah. someone. Someone's back on Weight Watchers right now. Low point. Okay, thanks for the hot tip. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's such a problem. And franchisees, you know, they're sitting here going like, "We're losing all this money. How come they can't come up with machines that aren't like flawed or that like go on the fritz every time it runs?" Apparently, this cleaning cycle. So you're also <laughs> going, "Do we get shut down for having the world's dirtiest ice cream machine because we don't yeah, want it to like break?" Yeah, like I. I'd be suspect if the machine wasn't broken. I would be like, oh, you have ice cream? Gross. (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with you guys? Um, But that's crazy because there are so many files uh, have been, you know, complaints have been filed that it is going to be under investigation by the Federal Trade Commission to see why there's a constant faulty ice cream machine. And this lets me know that America is alive and well. Okay. Well, you know, President Biden fucking loves his ice cream cones. I think we yes, all know he that. Does. So it would make a lot of sense that he would lean hard into this. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. You know, um, you guys you wow. guys are all angry. You guys are so angry about like evacuating Afghanistan. But like, okay, he's also fixing ice cream he's machines. He's also fighting for your ice Across cream. the country. That's right. So don't um, forget that. This is great. I'm really glad that we leaned into these two really fun McDonald's headlines as opposed to the uh, really bad sexual harassment stuff that was in the news earlier this summer. Um, It's a big company. There's a lot happening all the time. But... And there's a lot going on out there. But you know what? Just one, you know, one big taste bud. And actually... When you think about it, if these ice cream machines don't get fixed, then there's not going to be any milkshakes for Grimace to fucking steal anyway. Can I can I take a quick like I know we just did all friendly McDonald's headlines. This is just a quick Californians only corner. If you live in California, you've got until September 14th to vote on this bizarre Republican recall. This is just my quick, I have to do it. I've been calling friends. I've been texting and emailing. You just fill out no and nothing else. We don't want our governor out of office when only a tiny, tiny majority of people have raised this weird recall, this very odd special election that is literally just a power grab. It's very confusing. 
please, I understand. And it's meant to confuse you and it's meant to make you want to ignore it and sit at home so that a very, very tiny percent of double dealing Republicans in this literal entire state can grab Republican power, which is not the majority of this state. Love it or leave it. You know, I'm not against Republicans in general, but this is a deeply, deeply Democratic state by more than 50 percent easily, you know. And so if you're wondering what the hell is this whole recall and you want to message me over Instagram about anything so I can walk you through why you might want to do this and and make sure it happens, because I'm not going to just, you know, don't just listen to me, do a little bit of research. And then if you have more questions, I'll, I'll walk you through it. But please don't sleep on this. It's really it's really, really bad and ugly. And so just turn in your ballot in the mail. Vote no. Send it in by the. 14th. You can actually, and even if you like miss the mail-in deadline, you can still take that mail-in ballot and drop it literally five seconds before you know, like the polls close into yep. a mail ballot, a mail like the actual ballot box, which are exactly. everywhere. The whole They're state's the riddled place. with them. So if you don't want to go in person, you can still drop that ballot right in that box, like up until seconds before the polls close. So just heads up, okay? But, Which yeah. is the 14th. But for um, all of us in California, <laughs> this is a joke. It's a mockery. It's it's a very bizarre... It's it's how we ended up having... I didn't live here, obviously, but it's how we ended up having or- Arnold Schwarzenegger as a governor years ago mm-hmm. because of these tricky, weird recalls. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't anyway... the worst. That's, that's not the point. That's these not ops, the point. The point is not the this, point. There's, there's a much worse outcome this time we on, voted, on many, many levels. Exactly. I was like, we handily, Gavin Newsom won the election at the appropriate time, and if you don't like him, vote him out in a normal election, but not right now. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, let's move on to some server. Submitted. Stories. Echo, echo. Make echoes, uh. Brian. <laughs> All right, so jumping into our first uh, one of two of two period, I'm just going to up top say, please, you guys, if you have been meaning to send in a server submitted story, we're fresh. We're fresh out. Our summer crop is dried up. We need a fall harvest to get us through the winter, if you will. So please send them our way. Confession story. Remember? Yeah. Also server confessions. Or that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Subject is coffee crying and assorted crap. Here we go. Just as a header, I've since jumped back into food. After practicing coffee roasting at home and watching my local cafes like a hawk, I landed a position in uh, production at a local coffee shop and distributor. Very cool. While not a roaster, I'm nonetheless behind the scenes and quite happy with my new job. The pay is about the same as the warehouse and is much less boring. That's good. I've been doing catering shifts again at my old job. The first event was a bit of a shit show. I loved every (laughs) second. (laughs) Granted, as is usual, when you keep a calm exterior and make yourself scarce uh, where need be, so the wedding ran like a ran like a charm. Very nice. This is great. I'd now like to jump back a couple of years. Here we go. Okay. Setting the scene. This is quite necessary. Back in the days of working for this company, the hours were intense and I had to both work a standard location, but also help out on the occasional catering shift. It took a bit to come out of a full shift in a coffee shop. I down some coffee, go for a walk to the next location and take my time switching to a dress shirt and tie. I'd basically be a bit burnt out, but now had to go for 
from Manic Barista <laughs> to Calm Server. <laughs> I can do the former, but the latter is tougher. Depression was weighing on me, and I really just wanted to pass out on this oh. one day. Yeah, I get it. And especially when you stretch yourself so thin, which we all do. This is one of the pricier weddings I've worked. Even the band seemed haughty. <laughs> Uh, they got fed after the guests, but before us, Ugh. um, yeah, there was, there was some amount of berating when we ran out of the beef dish and I had to give one of the musicians chicken. I was just like, man, the workers aren't even getting meat at this rate. <laughs> and that was true. <gasps> Risotto and cupcakes, which, you know, I'll Ugh. scarf that down. Normally I'd be all about such a meal, but it was a bad day. I was on a depression streak and I was feeling shafted in a bad way. I deserve some meat. <laughs> well, you know, the dancing steps of a server. At one point, I back up as a guest isn't looking where he's walking and I bump into some rich guy in a tux. I turn to him and he just glares at me and brushes some imaginary dust off his chest. And that was it. I took myself to a secluded stairwell and had a minute long cry. You gotta be efficient in this line of work. Wiping Ugh. away the tears that escaped, I went back to work and eventually finished my second shift. I wanted to tell this story as at the same venue years later, the experience was a bit different. While this wedding was bohemian by comparison to the other event, the people were much kinder. At least two people thanked us for our service. <laughs> which is like a nice thing. Now, while that says nothing about how they might feel about raising wages and leaving good tips, it was a world of difference. By the by, while I still won't forget some of the BS that I put up with at that job in the past, they got with the picture and raised wages. And you know, I'll consider that a small victory. Godspeed yeah. and good tips, Paul. Well, hey, dude. I mean, that must be w so crazy, too, because like the nature of catering a wedding specifically, which we talked about a few months ago, is already so stressful. And then if mm -hmm. the guests are entitled jerks, you know, that mm -hmm. energy versus like you're supposed to be having fun and celebrating these people. It's one thing to have the momzilla, you know, or the bridezilla come after you. But just a guest who's like, I'm rich. Get out of my way. Flee. Like that's crushing. And when I you think want it's meat, totally shitty. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. When oh, you when want, you want meat, meat, when you yes. want meat, you know, and you've worked hard and you are entitled to that goddamn chafing dish, little dried out piece of wedding chicken. On the other day, you'd be like, get that shit away from me. But when you've worked your ass off and suddenly you're like, let the riffraff eat cupcakes, you know, you, you feel very less than and, and you, you just you really want that meat. I think it's really hard to go from job to job. I mean, you know, I had moments in the industry where I would, I think I had like four different rotating jobs at one point when I was like in my early twenties and would like bounce from place to place. And it was probably good for me because I just, I kept out of trouble in many ways. But like when you're going from again, being like sassy barista and seeing mm -hmm. like, you know, barista, no, of course, not everybody's an asshole, but it's a very, people are very specific about what they want. Some of them are turds to like an, a catered event with more turds. It's just a lot to have to experience so many turds in a bowl in one day is all I'm going to say. Many different types, you know, and uh, yes, with being the barista, 
there's a lot of control because you are the person who knows everyone. They're regulars. It's very chatty. You're usually respected. Yeah, and people are happy to catering's see you. Catering's the opposite of that. For opposite. Sure. Yeah, you just Absolutely. end up being. You know, you're just you're just dressed like a penguin holding the tray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Faceless, mm-hmm. nameless, and meatless. <laughs> meatless in Seattle. I don't know about meatless because you're kind of just a, 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 a meaty app holder. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're just. I, I, you know, honestly. You that, are because you we because we are meat. We're meat. So meat holding apps. Guys. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Look for the job that thinks you deserve meat. Okay. Never forget that in life. You deserve meat. Fresh meat. Thanks for writing in, Paul. So we're going to move on. This one's, talk about a little manic. Uh, here we go. Hello, ladies. You can call me Buttflakes or Sarah. Okay, okay Buttflakes, here we go. So right, I Sarah. love you guys. I love you guys in the show's tons and bunches. I'll try and keep this short, but I suck at that kind of thing. And I'm going to write this out like a story. So probably going to be long. Uh, sorry. <laughs> And it's long enough. That's It's not epic, but it's long enough. Okay. Back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, I worked at a shitty pizza place called Molly O'Brien's, uh, which was, and I think maybe still, an Irish family serving pizza in the middle of Arkansas, question right. mark, question mark. Right. She says, I have no fucking idea as I'm from motherfucking California. So this group of false Christian asshats that come in on Sundays after tipping sweet Lord Jesus in the church pews were notorious for not only being the rudest bunch of fart fart huffers you'd ever feed, but also subsequently failing to tip us pizza peddlers. So nobody wanted to take these Sunday shifts and everyone working was always pissed off about it. We ended up doing one of those autograt 20% on parties over six because you cheap pieces of fucking shit rules uh because of you cheap pieces of fucking shit and the rules you try and pull and mitigate that wasn't a sentence butt flakes but i'll try and make it work something but basically mm-hmm. she, they would try and put autograt on it because this church right. going pizza crowd was so cheap so so cheap one so cheap so one sunday it was just me waiting i'm like 22 years old at the time and cooking on the line was my scrappy buddy Rob, a small, wiry man in his late 40s with a raspy voice and a mustache who knew how to bone like, whoa, <laughs> I miss Rob. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's always the quiet, wiry uh, line cooks, man. <laughs> who who okay. make pizza. <laughs> Exactly. So she lost her place thinking about the sweet, sweet loving she was getting from Rob, but she's back on track here. Okay, here we go. So this group of skid marks come in. It's five adults and a small baby. They order pizzas and they also order a glass of milk for the baby. They proceed to be needy, group style, annoying as usual. And I have them for two whole fucking hours. Two fucking hours. Refill my iced tea wah, wah, for two hours. So, of course, the baby projectile barfs up the damn milk everywhere. And we're nearing our Sunday close time of 2 p.m. So I kindly tell them, hey, guys, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure, but I need you to cash out. We're closing in like 15 minutes and I got to get this amazing Jackson Pollock milk barf painting cleaned up. So let me bring you your check. I total out the check, add that 20% gratuity because it's a six-person table because I know these shart lords aren't going to fucking tip me. 
<laughs> there's Lawrence. so many new things to call people after reading out this story Ooh. oh god <laughs> god all right <laughs> okay so uh i drop the ticket start grabbing the last of their dishes etc etc <laughs> here we go again this fucking ass flap you guys this motherfucker he crosses out my total, my total, and retotals my ticket with no grat, then actually leaves his table and slides his ugly face over to my cash register, all smug, like he wanted to show me what I did like I was a bad little girl. At this point, I don't know, but Rob, remember, uh, long dong, good at loving, good, good, wiry good Rob. Rob. <laughs> good job, Rob. Good, this- good. <laughs> At this point, I didn't know, but Rob was behind me watching this bullshit go down, and he knew I was about to stab this fucker square in his bunch with my unrolled silverware. <laughs> What's a bunch? <laughs> so I shit you not, guys. The guy from the table says to me, and I'm not fucking kidding here, he says, that was five adults and a baby. You didn't serve the baby. The baby doesn't count. What the fuck? Ah. Choose life. <laughs> Choose life, motherfucker. <laughs> Up in here telling me the baby doesn't count. What? So it counts when it's in your pussy, but not when it falls out. Jesus, Lord, don't even get me started. <laughs> and this is the truth. This is the Republican abortion bill. They, they are pro-birth, not pro-life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyways, okay. So I, I did serve the baby, sir. I served the baby a glass of milk, remember? And then he was all like, you can't force me to pay gratuities. And that's just the way it is. What are you going to do about it? So butt flakes goes on. The heat, the heat came up from my chest and my face got so fucking hot. It was like standing by a bonfire. My ears were flaming, you guys. It was like I ate really, really spicy food and was having a hot flash all at the same time. It was crazy. I inhaled deeply opened my mouth wide and prepared to dish this sack of dumpster juice. Everything I had when I felt an onion scented hand cover my mouth. (laughs) As my buddy Rob wrapped his arm around my chest and his palm over my mouth and gently dragged me backward into the walk-in freezer. He whispered, this is turning into softcore porn. He whispers, just stay, just stay here and I'll handle him. Okay. But that, uh. and I was screaming, but that motherfucker. But Rob says, I know, dude, but just stay here, okay? Just stay here until I come back. So I sat in the walk-in freezer for a long time. I felt the cold air freeze the emotions fr- right off my skin. And Aww. I sat there staring at a box of chicken breasts until it was so cold, I was sure Rob wasn't going to come back for me. But he did. Oh, Rob. He had 20 years experience on me. He knew that the cooler would work to calm me down. He showed me how to use the cooler, weed, and the walk-in, people. He taught her everything. (laughs) So everyone, everywhere needs weed and a walk-in. So XOXO from Butt Flakes and or Sarah. But basically, I don't know if Rob tipped me himself or if that shitbag relented to Rob, but I got my grat and that group was never seen again. Oh, my God. (laughs) There is so much going on in this story. I'm horny for Rob. Okay. I mean, f those fart huffers forever. <laughs> the, the the dumpster the dumpster juice shart lords, no good. I I I can't like daytime. I mean, this is funny because this was a lunchtime pizza shift that she was talking about how much she hated, which segues really perfectly in today's dude. Topic. I know because you really picture it being nighttime. You do not that the last thing you would picture hearing the story is that it's daylight. 
Yeah, I know the church going thing happens, but my brain just goes like not yeah. This segue is amazing. Um but Sarah so funny. But but flakes. But flakes, <laughs> thank you. Sorry it took us a little bit to get to this uh this server submitted story, but it, you know what? They they show up in the episode when they're meant to. <laughs> Who can top butt flakes? That's what I want to know for a story. Right? Oh shit. I'm fucking I'm gagged by this story. It's so good. Just shart lords forever. God, please, please use this new phrase handily, everyone. Uh, and anything you want to send us, please, please send it to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, guys, we're back. New topic of the day. I thought, Brooke, I was like, what should we even talk about today? And I, I didn't know when I went to bed last night and I got up to pee in the middle of the night and I was just like motherfucking lunch we're gonna talk about lunch we've never we've never done the lunch rush <laughs> we've never talked about lunch like we dragged dinner and brunch like crazy on this show but i don't oh, even yes. think we've honed in on lunch which is one of the most important meals of the day if you and, guys didn't know that and like it was totally you know i i think when i'm always relating to every topic on the podcast it is coming from the lunch girl perspective i worked so many lunches so did I. And like, I fucking ruled the lunch game. I ruled the lunch game. Um, so let's let's jump in. There's there's three different types that I thought of in my brain uh, of lunch service to work, which is the one you do talk about most often, Brooke, yes. which is breakfast into lunch. Yes. You're a real ass kicker. A real yeah. ass kicker. It's You're there for two meals. It could be an eight hour shift. Yes. Uh, it, and, you know, it, it can pay off. It's just you are living in bizarro land of the server worlds because you are up early and gone before the nighttime cool crew shows up. <laughs> so we've talked about being the weird lunch server that nobody knows or likes. Yeah. But obviously, like, the longer shift means more money. Hopefully. Yes. Right? Absolutely. I mean, I... I, I completely paid my bills and then some by and then you know and because you're leaving during the day you might if you really wanted to go with a co-worker and get one quick beer but like you went home and you went about your day in your life because I was trying to do comedy at night you know mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it I didn't get sucked into the dysfunction of closing down a 2 a.m. bar or working at a restaurant until midnight and going out with a crew. So I, I actually was pretty together when I was a breakfast and lunch server. Yeah, but I would always see, you know, people who I know that work stuff like shifts like that, even that worked at the same restaurant you did, I would always see them like at the Hooten bar in the window having like a couple beers after totally. their breakfast lunch shift. 
And then that was it. And they're like, well, time to be a good Samaritan. <laughs> like, Get home while the getting still good. Um, I, I do want to talk about the horrible moment uh, when you're working these two shifts where like breakfast stops, but lunch begins. That's a confusing, you know, that's kind of like when people get angry at McDonald's that there are no more egg McMuffins. Yeah, because um, I feel like. Most places might continue breakfast, but like then start lunch, but you can't get lunch before. You know what I mean? There's there's a there's a time where things start and end. Well, because like, let's be fair, everyone. And especially if you don't work in a kitchen and you're one of those listeners, like the kitchen is not set up and prepped for lunch yet. They need a little bit of that breather. So this is when you walk back into the kitchen. The last of the the meats are usually on a big sheet pan. So, you know, cooked already so that they can mm-hmm. start clearing shit out. Like your stuff is right. not going to be so on ha- the fly. Half of the bacon's in James Dunn's stomach. We know that yeah. much. So. Or in his mm-hmm. apron. Oh, yeah. I would wrap <laughs> it in some paper towel and just keep it in my keep it in my apron. My little good luck bacon. <laughs> I would touch it for good luck. But like menus might need to be swapped at this point. Right. Like things like that will have to oh, happen. Yeah. Yep. There's so yes, there is this kind of crazy uh it's a bit of a frenzy. Also, the rest of your staff is usually coming in. So now you're also transitioning from maybe being the lone breakfast person, uh, to now like another person comes in for lunch, or depending how big, you know, your restaurant is. So now you're kind of working in some situations with a filled out staff, or if you're like Andrea and I in many cases, like a place that only did lunch it's Uh just you and a buster and one cook baby yep yep and that's our next our next service uh point we're jumping into just lunch we we just do lunch and if you're only open from like 11 to 3 or like noon some people are like noon to 2 you know like that is short and sweet we hope it's sweet and, you know, I would imagine you have the same feels when someone comes in 15 minutes before closing at lunch than you do when they come in 15 minutes before closing at dinner. Same feels, guys. Same feels for sure. Yeah. I, I think my patience would be like a little bit better if it was lunch only. But you, it can get tricky because if no one's coming in for dinner service until like four or five, you can't get caught. You have to do the thing where like we're closing. There's yep. no one to hand you over to. You need to leave. I cannot transfer this table. And I yeah. refuse to wait for an extra hour. You got to go. Well, and I think I have it further down the the list as a, as a point. But like, I feel like lunch at places, especially that are open for like three hours for lunch and then close. Lunch is a nuisance to everybody working in the Everyone. kitchen. Everyone. They're just it, like, I'm trying to prep and get ready for dinner. What the fuck is, why do I have to like make you a salad? Why do I have to make you a burger? Yeah. Why you know? am I making a club sandwich? Kill me. You know, I went to like, I fucking went to actual culinary school. Like why? Yeah. Why am I making a BLT? <laughs> you know. I know. Or also like, why are you making me be, be, be a prep cook and like a line cook at lunch and like only paying me to be one thing? I think that's also e- something that is 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 pretty sour in the kitchen as well um yeah and the third third service we have is lunch to dinner so basically there is no closing in between lunch and dinner you are just a lunch server and if you're closing you know and hopefully you don't have anywhere to fucking be 
some days because there could be campers that sit in your section until it's almost dark out and it's not your section anymore, you know? No. And that's a situation where obviously most people with a brain in their head who work with you are going to, you know, transfer. They'll set aside your tip for you. But like, damn, you should be able to leave with your goddamn tip same day and not have to make a special trip to come retrieve these campers Gratuity. Well, I also think when it's all obviously like a dinner service like time and the restaurant's starting to fill up and you're still that weird lunch table that's sitting there, like get the fuck out, you know? Everyone knows. Ev- everyone knows who you are, by the way, when the night staff walks in and they see just like two sauced ladies, um, you know, showing each other pictures on their phone. They're like, uh-oh, we got some lunch spillover. These are always the tables that I'm just like, could anyone on the planet drink a glass of wine any slower than these people? Like, how can you make, seriously, Brooke, how can you make three ounces of liquid last four hours? It's incredible. I mean, I know I can't, but that's because, you know. Glug, glug. I drink I mean, fast. I know. I know. Look, if they're going to be sitting there sauced, and I mean, it's still, it could be a different scenario where they're like hanging out and they're like, oh my God, we've got you. And they live a huge tip. They start a new tab and they end up staying all night and tip the shit out of that server. These are good scenarios when you're working lunch to dinner. You know, this stuff does happen and has happened to me. And then you get this like fun drunk table that you just inherit as a dinner server. You're like, okay. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm going to start your new tab. Why doesn't somebody give me their card right now? Um, But... But lunch, 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 lunch is lunch. weird. I loved working lunch though, and I fucking love lunch. I'm just gonna also say that. You it's said truly... club sandwich, and I've like the whole time I was like making today's outline, I was like, a club sandwich sounds so good, right? So now. good. <laughs> it's truly so. Like lunch was like this wonderful shift that, like, even if you were kind of one of the party animals who would also pick up dinner shifts. But you're the person who I'm like, yeah, give me that fucking lunch shift. It starts late enough that you can still go be a pirate and ding, show ding, ding. up and kill it on a lunch shift. Absolutely. Even, you know, I still would like shuffle into a lunch shift and probably had been out too late before. But you bounce back very quickly. The stakes are not very high. You know what I mean? You have and to show is- up. Yeah, but only sort of like only you know. sort of. And it's it's OK. So the, the reason the shift is also great is because it's like it's go, go, go prepping, setting up. And then like lunch hits like when it's lunchtime, it's lunchtime. It's not uh-huh. waiting 90 minutes for your dinner rush to kind of begin no. where you're like people are fucking in and they're fucking out. And so and I, usually- you know. I was thinking about this, too, like when you said, like, oh, my God, we're going to talk about lunch. And I was just like, dinner is its own beast, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Brunch is its own beast. Breakfast is like, okay, if people are commuting, they're going to a coffee shop or a corner store or a drive through. So breakfast people don't have anywhere to be. You know what I'm saying? So they will kind of linger. Lunch is like, I've got an hour, bitch. I've got an hour. I mean, that's the lunch during the busiest hours. Obviously, we talk about the back end of it, ladies who lunch. But I would say the way that lunch can smack you upside the head is the people who have an hour break. And they are lunch warriors. And I I think that there's like, you know, there's there there are perks to like how this works better. You know, people want to be in and out. Typically, there's a smaller menu. Than you mm-hmm. would have, and it's it's a more condensed menu, usually with items that are really easy to get out ASAP. These are going to be what like 
three salads, some sandwiches, maybe one fucking entree is on there for some odd reason and that nobody ever orders. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and then when they do like whatever, I mean, I mean, I think that it can be a dream like working a good lunch because you can also make like depending on where you work and how long you've been there because people have lunch regulars too, just like bartenders, like oh, yeah. the same people work in the neighborhood. They come to the same spot that they love. They know their server. They tip them well. There's good, you know, a good relationship. So like depending on the shift, you can make just as much on a lunch shift as you can on and a dinner shift and usually have more, a bigger section, you know? I was going to say, yeah, because you're understaffed and you are turning and burning. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's where, I mean, it's crazy. Like when, when the second, like the late shift comes in just, or the, the first shift of the dinner come in and they just see you like, like we've said, like when they witness the bomb that's exploded, which is you trying to close down and recover mm-hmm. from the chaos that was lunch and your, your mm-hmm. apron, there's just like crumpled money everywhere. You know, I mean, it is not a slick or classy way to earn your money, but you do it. Oh, I've had kegs blow on me all over me <laughs> when I've had to change them working a long shift by myself. And I had to go down to a fucking basement and be like, hold on one sec and then come back out. I mean, because, again, you're like you are you're doing all the things. Um, oh. I also think less sometimes with less coworkers becomes like like a better staff morale. You're like a tight unit. You know, maybe it's yes. just you and a busser and like one guy in the kitchen and you're a fucking well oiled machine. You know, it's 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 a fun I- feeling. You have talked about this so fondly in the past, which we we both experienced the being the the, the solo waiters at a Bad Dog Tavern. Lunch was our jam. Oh, yeah. And when you'd get one of the like can't function before 4 p.m. night shift come in every once in a while and cover for you, <laughs> it went terribly for them. It went terribly. They weren't they were like a they were like a goddamn uh what's it called? Like a like a wrench in the machine. They yeah, didn't for sure. help it. You know, like, because they were just like, oh, we don't get this, like, crazy sort of, um, what's the word for it? Not, like, spunky. Fuck, why can't I? I mean, it wasn't, like, manic, but I would, I would, like, I would, I would be, like, this restaurant is all mine, and I would, like, have eyes, like, the fucking tornado on every section. Oh, yeah. It's the Andrea show. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, you need that. Are you fine? What do you need? And I would just be like, boom, 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 boom. Like hit everything and just rotate and rotate, run food, drop food, like for hour, for like two or three hours, you know, and then you're done. And then you're you know, done. And I think the great thing too is people don't take a whole lot of offense if you're also kind of dropping their check before they ask for it because they usually yeah. want it. They usually Lunch want it. Lunch is the time you can do that. 100%. Um, you know your regulars. Yeah, it's true. Like some of the non perks, I would say, is that like, and for some people, not everybody, but same menu items like uh, that there are at dinner, just less expensive at lunch, which is how you draw a crowd. I don't know if it's a smaller portion, but that could be one thing when you're talking about gratuity prices. Um, again, we've talked about this over and over again. You're wearing many hats, which does suck a lot when there's a rush and you have to host. You to seat people and greet people and do everything. That's when you're just like, help me, God, I'm in the weeds and I'm going to die here. I'm going to die out here. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's really the beverages that get you because everyone does sit down all at once at lunch, which is just kind of wild because their food can yep. start flying out before you even went and got their beer or their soda. And that's when the lunch crowd will start to get a little pissy. I know it's it is a lot. It is a lot to do. 
what? And who are these types that come? I would say Bus- business people come to lunch. Of course, of course, you, right? And you know, like they're pros, they're ninjas. You know, like they might all be good for like one drink at lunch. You, you know, that might be the type. You know, so you've got like a slightly elevated tab with that group you know um, and sometimes like if you got brought in just for a lunchship because there's a private like business party in the mm-hmm. back and it's just one huge tab and one autograph and you're fucking done those days are great oh yeah like and you're just oh, like yeah. wait how much am i gonna get paid to work for two hours of my day okay bye Sounds um good. i love that um, yep. lots of singles at lunch, more Absolutely. common than any other meal, in my opinion. And of course it makes tons of sense. It's fucking, it's just lunch. <laughs> lunch is like, you know, I think of any time I've just traveled to cities alone, like lunch is the meal that you're like, great. I'm just going to go kind of like people watch and maybe sit on like a cafe, you know, sidewalk, eating lunch and taking my time. And yes, I'm so comfortable being a solo lunch eater. Mm-hmm. Get like a night, a book. Maybe like a little, you know, like, or just scroll all the entire time. Let's admit it. Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> um, very triggering for us um, people who come to lunch are mom groups with small children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are people who are more or less. Okay. So especially in the big cities, right? When they're mm-hmm. like, all right, we're out of the house. We're not going to be back to our apartment or home for a little bit. Right. And I'm a little too sick of being at the playground. So they do come and they camp. They're like, look, mm-hmm. the restaurant is the new daycare center. Mm-hmm. And that I I cannot, I cannot. That's when it's Pe- no-nos. Yeah, People come sure. to like take the burden off themselves with the children a little bit. Right. And you and can like, tell that you can tell this is all I have. Yeah, and I get it. Go fucking out to lunch with your mom group with your kids. Just like, like Brooke said, just, you know, we Keep all know. Correct. We all know the rules. We know who you are. Um, this is a little like out there, but it's happened to me more than once. So people who come in and they want to order from the dinner menu. Okay. And someone let them do it the last time that they were there. But like, no, I would say this is another thing about the kitchen, like the turnover, like nothing's prepped. You can't just get the dinner things that no. aren't prepped right now for no. lunch. Yeah. I don't so care who you know. I know you're you're just like you don't understand how it works. Please stop yelling at me. I've got seventy tables because it's lunch. Oh my god, I would have these, I would have these nightmares because the vegan place I worked at, you know, it was Manhattan lunch rush. It was the rush hour, which you know I've described is complete and total madness in the city. Um, no one brings their lunch. You go out to lunch in Manhattan or you go to a food truck or a hot dog stand or whatever. And uh, it it was intense. You had to be on your game because we each had really, really long sections of two tops. Um, and it was a very long, narrow restaurant. And you would start with like the back corner and start seating closer and closer to the door. And you would turn around and you're like, I just got... 18 sat you know not even wow. double triple like you'd be like everyone is seated and they were people who all knew the drill and you just sort of would go down the line and take mm-hmm. everyone's order like or at least maybe you would go down six tables in a row and look at everyone and be like I will be right back but you know because you can't also send in six lunch tickets 
necessarily. No. You have to sort of stagger, then go back and get the other half of the people's lunch going. But I mean, there are the people who they weren't even butts in seats yet. They were they would wave at me. You know what I'm saying? And you're and like, be like okay. here's what I want. Okay. Oh, yep. But the people who I realized weren't a-holes, but they were like, I'm trying to beat the system a little bit. I'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, I gotcha. Tip me well and I gotcha. I mean, I don't mind that. It's like when you go to a fucking Chicago deep dish pizza place and they, when you're waiting, they make <laughs> you put your order in because it takes an hour and a half to cook a pizza. So true. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, you know what? It, it would be a single diner too who would do this because you know what? They do get looked over. They are seen as less demanding. And so there was part of me that like, you know what? I'm going to step up for you because I know you're going to be easy and you're going to ask for the bill right away, tip well and be gone and out of my hair. There were days at Bad Dog that I were I would work like a Friday solo shift, especially in the summertime when, when I was like out on the patio and inside and managing the bar and like changing fucking channels on the TV for the stupid regulars. But like <laughs> I would ring like I'm talking like slinging like, you know, eleven dollar burgers and salads and maybe people are drinking. I would ring like two grand in like four or five hours, which is great money. No, I know. I remember you know? our I remember our the owner Matt like sometimes like looking over the numbers from lunch and being like, This is crazy. But we're like, mm-hmm. also, we have one of the only and prettiest patios, you know, during those yeah. warm seasons. So Oh my God. It was amazing. Um And then so you know I, what? You know what? The other thing about lunch, I mean, you're probably gonna say it is like when it's all said and done and you're not in a rush, you put that order in for yourself. And you oh, fucking yeah. saddle up to the bar with your oh, burger girl. or our Caesar mm-hmm. salad with grilled salmon on it, which was one of my favorite mm-hmm. things to get. Or a salmon, the, the salmon sandwich. Sorry. Now I want that salmon sandwich. Very Sorry. Good. It was good. It was good. It was good food. So good. Um, I, I dream about it. I've uh, I've written a little short. Uh, oh, skit, I know. I see. Skit, if you will. A little, a little short play, Brooke, that I've entitled Ladies Who Lunch. Um, okay. Great. Would you? I. I would. I'd like to play the part of server, um, and then I will also play lady number two, and and lady number four. How's that? So, <laughs> your lady. So one I'm and one lady and three. three. Got uh-huh. it. Okay. Here we All go. Right. Okay. Here we and go. here we go. Lights up. All right, so I have four Cobb salads, all with dressing on the side, and two with no tomatoes, and four iced teas, ladies. Is that right? You know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and make my iced tea a Chardonnay. Oh, Sharon, you're so bad. Oh, make my tea a Chardonnay, too. Well, okay, me too. Don't leave me out. Okay, screw it. I don't have anything else to do today. Okay. Well, would you ladies like would you ladies like to order a whole bottle? Well, I don't plan on having that much to drink. Uh, <laughs> all ladies laugh and the server walks away rolling his eyes. Yep. Which is pretty much a it's very like, much ladies who lunch scenario. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, I guess we're all having a glass of wine. Well, that's four of you. Should we just make it a bottle? Oh, no. No, no. Okay, it'd be a better deal. No. Yeah, so, you know, Ladies Who Lunch, we love them, but this is also a very good example of what Ladies Who Lunch do. (laughs) You know, the people, other people who lunch, though, big time, this is when nighttime service industry, nighttime service industry really loves to grab lunch because this is their opportunity to be served. It's true. It's true. I you love know? lunch. I love lunch. 
And like, you know, here's who works lunch. Like, who are the types of people that are like, I want these lunch shifts? I think parents. I sure. Think students. I think actors and comics, people who have to perform at night. Yeah. And who, you know, I think the big thing in, in Hollywood is that like you're a server and you work lunch, you know, and you can like trade really easily with other people. Absolutely. Um, you can you can have that like if you're good on the night shift, you can trade into it every once in a while. If you've got like a daytime audition, you know, you can be like, all right, I got to do a dinner, you know, but don't worry, guys, I'm not usually coming for your dinner shifts. I'm that lunch yeah, right. girl. It's okay. I'm not going to be here for long anywhere. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get a good job. Uh, new hires have to work lunch. That's for yep. fucking sure. <laughs> yep. They throw that at you. They sure do. Boy, oh boy, was I really poor when I was the new hire at this place called Gravy, and they just gave me like three lunch shifts a week, and that was not the money maker. I'll tell you that much. And I had to eat shit for about a month until they moved me on to, uh, you know, patio season. Ugh. Yeah. And but then there's also people who are like their their lunch shifts are coveted because they're well-known places. And you're like, fuck you. I'm going to make all my money working this lunch shift and you can stay and work dinner, asshole. Like it's, it's yeah, amazing it's, how the tables turn like that. It really is. Yeah. So that that can very much be like the position to have. But someone's hanging on to it for dear life and there's no getting their lunch shift. <laughs> That's the veteran luncher, if you will. And they are the, um, they are the unicorn of the service industry. They I are, know. You know, I agree. I know, and they also have like hearts of gold and are so responsible and get <laughs> shit done. Hearts of gold, nice. Hearts of gold. Um, I think Shh. we covered it. I think that was a short, sweet lunch in and out. Like we, you I, know, if there's anything you guys want to say to us about lunch through a story or anything we missed. Um, please let us know. Cyberpod at gmail.com. We're obviously just yelling at our faces. If you want to send us a video chat, we could do something like that. You know, we're, Ooh. we're, op- we're open to uh, uh, criticism and yeah. compliments, the whole thing. We're back um, open for business is what we're saying, we're y'all. We're happy to be back. We're happy to be back. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, so that's a, that about does her, Brooke. That does her. Short and sweet, like you said, like lunch. I, they already dropped the check. I, I didn't even look at it. I gave the credit card. I did that move. I just shoved it yep. right back at him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Can I get a to-go cup for this Diet Coke, though? I think you guys have a to-go cup. That also is a lunch thing. I'm not going to lie. Oh, boy. Well, Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. We say, Godspeed, you shart lords. No, we and- say, Godspeed. And good tips, you fart huffers. <laughs> you dumpster juice having motherfuckers. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.